Hello, Convention of State podcast listeners. Normally, we reserve this channel for audio versions of our live broadcast, COS Live and the Battle Cry with Mark Meckler. But as a bonus, we like to occasionally release some historic legacy audio for your enjoyment. In this audio from 2019, the Utah House of Representatives debates the Convention of States resolution. Utah would later become the 14th state to successfully pass our Article 5 application, calling for a convention to propose term limits fiscal restraints, and other limits on the scope and power of the federal government. SJR 9, joint resolution calling for a convention to amend the United States Constitution by Senator Vickers. This bill was heard in political subdivisions with the vote of 650. The House sponsor is Representative Nelson. Representative Nelson. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. I wasn't planning on this today, but I'm undertaking the effort in reliance on the assurance that this will pass. And so here we go. As um, a lawyer for the past 30 plus years, my practice has been to deal in facts and law and reason. But all of that seems to be lost in this in this effort the opposition produces is that correct appropriately it would it's a little bit will pass this bill was heard in political subdivisions with the vote of 650 the house sponsor is representative nelson Representative Nelson. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. I wasn't planning on this today, but I'm undertaking the effort in reliance on the assurance that this will pass. And so here we go. As um, a lawyer for the past 30 plus years, my practice has been to deal in facts and law and reason. But all of that seems to be lost in this, in this effort. The opposition produces mostly untruths, fear, hysteria, and that's difficult for me in my mind to deal with. I can refer you to a, a yellow handout. You can read that. We also have a white handout. You can read that. Let me tell you about the Constitution just briefly. <clears throat> uh, several years ago, I took my youngest son, then youngest son, he was an eighth grader, took him to Washington, D.C. I wanted him to see some things. We went to the usual places. We saw the original flag that flew over Fort McHenry. We saw the Lincoln Memorial, the great peace uh, giver. We saw the Washington Monument that has... Uh, in Latin, praise be to God on the top of it. After we saw all those things, I told him there's one more thing you need to see. And so we walked across the street to the National Archives where there was a long line coming out onto the sidewalk. And he said, what are we waiting to see? We don't want to wait in line. I said, you're going to wait in line. And so we waited for about 30 minutes to get inside. When we got inside, we went through the steel gates and we saw over at a, a display case 
with guards on each side, and we slowly moved through the line up to this, this display case, and there were hushed tones all around. There was no laughing, there was no yelling, but hushed tones as people silently filed by this display. And when we got there to the Constitution, I said to my son, this is it. Here it is. This is the document that makes America great. This is what holds us all together. The Constitution, we all agree, is a wonderful document, but it was not and is not perfect. The founders recognized that we would need to make amendments based on experience. And George Washington even said, he left, we left open, we the founders left open a constitutional door for amendment. The advantage of experience can decide with as much propriety on amendments which are necessary. I do not think that we are more inspired, have more wisdom, or possess more virtue than those who will come after us. So Article 5 sets forth a procedure for amendments that the, uh, the founders expected. Originally, that authority was left only to Congress. But because Congress may at some point reach the point where they would not propose amendments limiting their own power, the founders insisted on the authority of the states to initiate amendments. And that's where we are today. The checks and balances in our Constitution have been stretched and broken. All three branches are exercising legislative power. The courts are deciding matters of public policy. The executive is issuing executive orders, making law as we speak. And there's no way to challenge it. We've heard our federal delegation come to us, and to a man, to a person. All of them said, the federal government is broken. It is dysfunctional. It is not working. We need to push back. How do we push back against the federal government? The only way given by the founders is through Article 5, Convention of States, to propose amendments to the Constitution, to plug those gaps, to fix those breaks in the checks and balances. I can give you an idea of the amendments that we would propose, but my time is about up. The best amendments would be something to limit fiscal, fiscal restraints, limit spending, a check given to the states to override federal law or regulation, those would be the two best amendments. We're not talking about a boatload of amendments, just those. Thank you, Representative Nielsen. Discussion to the bill. Representative Stratton. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. As I look at this uh, this vote tonight, <clears throat> I recognize that there is a good people on both sides, motivated for different reasons. I think we have great concern, and as we look at the political landscape today, great concern for what the future will hold. But here's where I come on this, Mr. Speaker. I stand in favor of this because overall I believe in the goodness of the people. I don't fear the people. I have faith in the people. 
and a defining fact of this very important defining article that was placed in the Constitution in the sunset hours of its formation was this, that not only the majority, but a supermajority of the legislative bodies have to speak in favor to do anything, which means on the other side, 13 of the 99 bodies, legislative bodies in our nation can turn away can turn away and reject anything that a convention of the states would propose to amend the Constitution, 13. And if there's not 13 bodies in this nation of those 99 that can't see clearly enough, we're in a lot worse condition than anything our Constitution can do. This will provide a revival, a renaissance, of constitutional principle and practice and theory that our country so surely needs. We respond all the time as this body. We responded to the voice of the people when they spoke about the use of marijuana, when they speak about the adoption of Medicaid expansion. This has many, many good fruits. And I come down on the side of faith in the American people to stand up and do what's right rather than fear. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. Thank you, Representative. Further discussion to the bill, Representative Strong. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. I'm not quite sure why I feel compelled to speak about this, but I speak in deep favor of this bill. For many of the reasons that have already been said, in my profession, I work with suppliers all around the country, and I have found a common theme, and I don't know if it's maybe just unique to my industry or what, but as I call, I talk to people, and I share my, I'll say I share my deep Christian values with them, and time and time and time again, I get the same back. There are so many good people out there. We've heard the opposition say, it's not time yet, to which I respond, then it's going to get better in the future, and it will become time, correct? Well, we don't know. As I talk to these people, I consistently say this. I say, you know what? We, we, we discuss how the values of our country seem to be dropping. And I say, you know what? There's nothing you can do about this. And there's nothing that I can do about this. But if we pull together our common values, we'll find that we don't stand alone. I feel very good that this will lead us to good and better. The emails all say the Constitution, the emails in opposition say the Constitution is not broken, to which I say, exactly. And here we have now Article 5 before us. 
I stand in favor of this and feel very good that this would be good for us moving forward and hope that you will vote in favor of this. Thank you. Thank you, Representative. Further discussion to the bill. Representative Acton. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. I also stand in support of the bill. And um, actually, I had a moment of um, fear in committee where I voted against the bill after supporting it since my special election. And um, it was because I was hearing so much um, from people who are afraid to open this um, amendment process. But then I decided to go look at the Constitution itself after getting bombarded with emails. And I was amazed by the very plain language that it's written in, um, Article 5. And it's, to quote directly, it says, one or the other mode of ratification. So the founders recognized that there are two ways to ratify, um, well, to amend the Constitution, and they gave them both in the same sentence. And we've only used one method in the past for all 33 attempts at amendment, and 27 of them became law. We've never even tried this other method, perhaps because we've never been desperate as states to contain the federal government so much as we are now. But I read um, James Madison's um, statement about it. He said, it equally enables the federal and the state governments to originate the amendment. So what we're doing with a convention of states, if indeed it ever takes place, is we are um, exercising our constitutional um, right as states to, to rein in the federal government. And we can't expect them to do that themselves. And also Alexander Hamilton pointed out that this erects barriers against the encroachment of national authority, which it seems to me is what we need right now. And um, I think it will be very good for our republic if we're able to do this. And thank you, Mr. Speaker. Thank you, Representative Acton. Further discussion to the bill. Representative Winder. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. I rise as a representative, as a member of the Sons of the American Revolution, as a proud bicentennial baby who loves this country and loves this Constitution. And I speak in strong favor of this bill. I don't fear a runaway convention. I fear a runaway federal government that already has us $26 trillion in debt and climbing every second. I fear, as uh, George Will says, this is the most avoidable catastrophe in human history and we're setting the ship right into the iceberg. I, I don't fear changing the Constitution. I fear a Constitution that never changes and adapts as the Republic grows. And we have 27 amendments. I'm not worried about states proposing bad amendment ideas because it's a pretty high bar to clear when you have to have uh, three quarters of the states ratify an amendment. And so that's a high bar. So let, let's bring forth those ideas and let's see if it can clear that bar because only the best ideas that both blue states and red states would agree, on, agree upon could clear such a bar. I don't trust Congress to curtail their own power, but I do trust the states to provide a check on that power. It's time we push back as states. It's time we use the Constitution to defend the Constitution. So I speak in favor of this tonight. Thank you, Representative. Further discussion to the bill, Representative Ivory. 
Thank you, Mr. Speaker. I would submit that there is no more important vote that we will cast in this legislative session, and perhaps no more important vote than we will cast in our legislative career. My father was a pilot. He passed away three years ago next month. A private pilot, and we, as we would fly, he had car washes in Arizona and car washes here in Utah, and we'd fly over the Grand Canyon, and he, was al he would always ask, your engine just went out. Where are you going to land? And we'd scout around, and he would talk about how much glide path we had. And he would always say, you fly the plane until it stops. Pilots die when they take their hands off the wheel and panic. You fly the plane until it stops. There's some serious check engine lights on. It was mentioned $22 trillion. We have a court that decides to change the Constitution every day. We have agencies that enact law that Congress could never pass, and there's no accountability. The plane's in trouble. The plane is in trouble, and someday our grandchildren, our children, will ask us, how did you let this come to a trillion dollars a year in interest that is just 10 years away? How did you let this come to the fact that my entire future is mortgaged? James Madison, when he introduced the Bill of Rights in Congress, the Tenth Amendment, introduced the Bill of Rights under Article 5, said the state legislatures will jealously and closely watch the operations of this national government, and they will resist with more effect every assumption of power, because they, we, you, are the sure guardians of the people's liberty. Let's talk about what an Article 5 process is, the process of the Constitution. Imagine someone saying, we can't let a bill go to the Transportation Committee. They might change the law for the entire state of Utah. We can't let that bill even go to the committee. Because they might change the whole law just by what they do in committee. A convention of states is a committee of states. We officially enact a committee of states to discuss proposals, discuss the problems, discuss potential solutions, and then the committee does what our committees do here. They make recommendations. And then it has to go to the legislative body, which is the people of the United States of America. And it's not just like the legislative body here that it's passed by a simple majority. As was mentioned earlier, the people have to approve that recommendation of the governing committee of the states officially convened by 75%. We've sworn an oath. We've sworn an oath to all seven articles of the Constitution, and if we panic and take our hands off the wheel, if we're afraid when we are the sure guardians of the people's liberty, we should just surrender the pilot's license now. As was said earlier, I don't believe that we're incapable of self-governance. Thomas Jefferson has said, that's the great question of all the age. Is man capable of self-governance or must he be ruled forever over by a self-anointed elite? It's not what our Constitution does. We are indeed the sure guardians of the people's liberty. George Washington said, if in the opinion of the people, the distribution or modification of the constitutional powers is ever in any particular wrong, let it be changed by an amendment. 
the way the Constitution designates. But let there be no change by usurpation, for though that may be the instance of good in one, in one instance, it's the customary weapon by which free governments are destroyed. My dear colleagues, let's fly the plane. Hopefully it never stops, and we soar this thing into the next generations. I encourage your support with all the fiber of my being. Thank you, Representative. Further discussion to the bill, Representative Snow. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. I don't know that I can add a lot more to what has been said, but I would like to share with you an experience that I had. Participated in a number of meetings as part of the Assembly of State Legislatures. First meeting uh, was convened uh, uh, in in Washington, excuse me, uh, near Washington D.C. at Mount Vernon, and then there were successive venues after that. Um, part of that process as I engaged uh, with other delegates from other states to try to talk about what a process or procedure would look like if we were to convene this convention and we spent two or three days together talking about that. As I participated in that as a delegate from Utah and I looked at the other states that had delegates there and I think most of the time there was something between 30 and 35 states represented. It occurred to me, regardless of the party who was represented, the political party, these were people who came together, most of us on our own dime, traveled to these locations and participated. These were people who came together that had one common interest, and that was the good of this nation and the intention of doing whatever perhaps we could do to help preserve it. And as I sat there, I remember the first meeting looking around, I thought of the first words of our Constitution. We the people. I also thought about how uh, the, in the government that is, in the uh, movements that are conducted across our country today, where good government is exercised, it isn't on the federal level. Most of the great things that are occurring are on the state level. Why is that? Because the state government is that which is closest to the people. And the underlying principle in the Constitution, the principle that gives it life and effect, is the power that is in the people. I'm not afraid of Article 5, and I'm not afraid of, an, of a convention. What I am afraid of is the time will come when we haven't done anything, when we haven't attempted to exercise them or any of our rights in our state legislatures to, to get control of a situation that is almost out of control. If you think back about the delegation from our Congress that came and spoke to us, how many of them said to us, you people, you legislatures, uh, members of the legislature are the ones that are able to get things done. Essentially, Congress cannot. And the reason that we're able to get things done is because it's government that is closest to the people and it is reliant on the principle of the power being in the people. I support this. I'm not afraid of the Article 5. If you believe that this was an inspired constitution, an inspired document, there's a reason that Article 5 is in there and the powers that are enumerated with respect to 
um, having amendments and conducting a convention for proposing those amendments is there for a reason. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. Thank you, Representative Snow. Further discussion to the bill, Representative Duckworth. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. I'd like to call the question. I feel that we've all pretty much know where we are on this bill. Thank you. Previous question has been called, which has the effect of ending debate, non-debatable motion. All those in favor of previous questions say aye. Aye. Any opposed? The motion passes. Representative Nielsen, back to you for summation on the bill. Thank you very much, Mr. Speaker. And for those who have spoken in support of this important measure, Article 5 gives us hope. Article 5 gives us as state legislators power that the founders intended that we possess, possess and exercise. You've all received hundreds of emails back and forth and, and I can tell you that those emails are filled with a lot of false information. I, I was going to take time to go through the handout, uh, but I, I don't have time to address all of those errors. I'll just try to summarize and say that most of the opposition rests in the concern that this process has not been tried before, and therefore it is unknown, and we don't know what the result will be. If certainty were the standard for action, then many great and wonderful things would not have happened. We never would have had a revolutionary war. We never would have put a man on the moon. We never would have had the first human heart transplant because of fear of failure. You've all been hit with lots of fear and I can give you assurance, I can give you my faith in the Constitution, my faith in Article 5, and I'm asking us as a body to reach out, take the hands of the founders who left this document with us, who left this power with us, and join with them in building this nation. We need a strong central government. We need a strong federal government. We're not anti-federal government. We're not opponents. And I reach across the aisle to Democrats, persons of all parties. This is a nonpartisan effort. We need your support to do this. I would think that your one look at Washington would make you running to join our cause, seeing what you see there today. It doesn't matter who's in charge. Both parties are responsible for, for running up uh, huge debts in our government for disregarding the checks and balances of power. Both parties are guilty of it. As states, we need to join together and talk about remedies. We're not talking about rewriting the Constitution. We're not talking about a constitutional convention. We're talking about proposing a few amendments that will plug the gaps where the checks and balances have broken. That's all we're talking about. Something to provide some fiscal restraint something to give states a check on federal power, a check that we lost with the 17th Amendment, such as a power for, of the states to override a federal law or regulation or executive order. That's all we're looking for. So if we're looking for certainty, I can give you some certainty. What is certain is that this problem in Washington will not fix itself. 
What is certain is that the federal government will never give power back to the states voluntarily. What is certain is that the problem will continue to deteriorate and get worse. I don't know about you, but I, as a state legislator, would much rather try and fail in this Article 5 effort than to do nothing and watch my country fail. Watch my country fail while I am holding the remedy for its, for its resurrection in my hands, for its reparation. We cannot turn our backs on this authority. I want to read one in closing, a, an article out of the newspaper. Yes, I do still read newspapers. <laughs> and this is a, a statement by LeVar Webb, who's a longtime observer of Utah politics. He speaks clearly in favor of an Article 5 constitution or convention of states. Restoring some state clout, he says, any real solution must be structural. He says legislators ought to enthusiastically support SJR 9 and not listen to the fear-mongering conspiracy theorists who damage the cause of conservatism by mistrusting state leaders. Our founders have reposed this, this power in us. It is our duty. We created the federal government. We now need to rise up and repair it. I ask for your vote in support of this resolution. Thank you. Thank you, Representative. Voting will now be open on SJR 9. Seeing all those present having voted, voting will now be closed. SJR 9 passes this body with 42 yes votes and 32 no votes and will be signed by the Speaker and returned to the Senate for the signature of the President. Check out more content at conventionofstates.com slash pod. Thank you for listening.